Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, go to bed. Once more into the breach, brothers and sisters, because it's me, your co-host, your lovable Scottish scamp, Mr. JJ Puddin, and joining me again, as he's done on many adventures. Like that time we both fought a dragon that happened to mug an old lady in central London. Or, like that time we protected the Queen from a swarm of angry killer bees. You know, we both made a vow never to speak of that case. And here I've just went and told you. Well, the only man I'd follow into a zombie-filled graveyard. The old gunslinger from the West. The Sheriff, Nick the Thunder Mercury. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm loud. Let's get into it. <laughs> you remember all those medals we got and all that money and how we pissed it away um, on booze and cigarettes? It was a very fun Thursday. It really was. It really was. We shouldn't have done it in London, though. Uh, we, yeah, we, the London, we, London prices, that's what did it. Yeah, we had one evening of fun. If we went literally anywhere else, we'd still be drunk to this. <laughs> but that's just Speak the way <laughs> Well, I'll tell you something, though. It feels good to be back. It feels like forever. Yes. And I have absolutely no reason why it feels like that, because we recorded last week. But yes. I suppose it's just been a busy week. You've but... missed me. Come on. Come on. Say it. Well, Say I did it. take a shot at you, and I did miss you. <laughs> There is a reason that there is now, you know, a bullet hole in your downstairs window. And, and that ah. was me. Um, it's been very cold recently. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Mate. Uh, had I hit you, right, you, all your problems would have gone away. <laughs> but I missed. And uh, I've been the reason you've had to have your central heating on. But I digress, however. Today, we are going to be discussing haunted and cursed objects. I'll, you know, pause for spookiness. <laughs> what what's the okay so that's the spooky what's a cursed noise ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, is, this is why i like nick see we're both on the same wavelength when it comes to incredibly stupid noises um <laughs> that's how we bond it that is pretty much how it works but now that you've got the the noise of these objects that is right we are going to be doing haunted and cursed objects and to be perfectly honest is exactly as the name applies a haunted object could basically be anything really that seems to have gained some sort of wayward soul and a, some supposedly spooky shit seems to be happening around said object and then you have the cursed ones which aren't so much a spirit inhabiting it but a force of pure evil such as um what's that very famous one the hope diamond for example, yeah. right now, that one is in a museum, you know, by top men. Um, <laughs> and it's a very, very expensive diamond, it's a very, very attractive looking gem. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, yeah, but if you read into the history of the Hope Diamond, I'm not talking about where it was, where it came from, and where it was found, and all that. That, that history on its own is kind of bad on its like on its by itself, but the actual people who have owned the Hope Diamond, so throughout the, uh, I think it's had like six or seven owners, uh, one uh, killed himself, uh, the next one was murdered, and then another one killed himself, then another one, um, I think just randomly died in the sleep, it's just not gone well for anybody who's owned this, so eventually yeah. they just thought, yeah, let's just stick it in a museum, and funnily enough, the museum has not died, so maybe, maybe the curse is broken. Maybe like the more people who own it, the curse or the the haunting gets spread out so much that it instead of like killing people, it gives them like a tickle, you know, because exactly. it's got to be everywhere at once. Exactly, and uh, so that is essentially what a cursed or a haunted object is. And as per usual, we have done many hours of research. Oh yes, into the wee hours of the night. Wee hours of the night into the 
late hours of the morning. <laughs> that's, that's how day, daylight works, yes. <laughs> Basically, what we've described there is a day cycle. Um, but we did that for you. Um, and we have some that we find relatively interesting, or we hope that you'll find relatively interesting. And you know the thing. We'll bring it up. We'll knock it down, because that's what we do here at the Solid Speculation. <laughs> I'll get knocked down. I'll get knocked down. down. And then we go and bugger off for a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that is pretty much to sum it up. Now, uh, do you have any interesting little anecdotes at all to throw in there with my little interesting anecdotes about the Hope Diamond hmm. Interesting? No. But uh, something that, like, uh, I I realised when looking at these stories was, like, like Jay said, you've got you've got haunted and you've got cursed, mm-hmm. and you're like, well, when you read the stories, there's not too much in the way of difference between those two, you know. Yeah. Um, basically, exactly for, right. basically for the person involved with these objects, um, it's basically like the same thing: tragedy befalls them um, <laughs> in, in a lot of ways. So. So, yeah, and bad luck. Um, and so, so it, there's not really a lot of difference there. It's just technically, I guess, some people say that the ghost of whoever or the soul of some person might inhabit an object, whereas yeah. the, the cursed ones, obviously, it could be that someone has cursed them in the past a gypsy curse. Uh, I don't know, a monkey curse, yeah. uh, time traveler curse, whatever. You know, <laughs> you just wanted to say monkey curse, didn't you? <laughs> I like the idea of a monkey curse. Like, yeah, I've got a real monkey curse for you. I don't know why. Make me shake my monkey fist at you. I swear to God, I will. <laughs> I feel like a monkey curse would be much worse than a human curse because, like, monkeys can't speak English. So, you know, it was with you, know. <laughs> well, we, the, the smart ones can obviously the ones we, that wear hats. We send monkeys to the moon, right? Yeah, that's you're true. Me, you're telling I me haven't been to speak, the moon. That, I mean, if they're not speaking English, they're speaking Russian. One or the other. <laughs> oh, but good no, meal, it's, good, good meat. But he is absolutely right when he's coming. Uh, not about the good meat. I mean, just don't go eat monkeys. Um, <laughs> he is right, though, that it is all this bad stuff happens to befall them. But, you know, I'm curious about something. Curious that I wasn't until about two seconds ago. See if you... Uh, say, for example, when I took a shot at you and shot through the window and I was successful and you died. Hmm. Boo-hoo, cries, tears for all. Um, but say you came back as a wayward spirit. What particular item would you like to hunt? <laughs> oh, that's a that's a good question. Um, what item would I? I guess I would go for like something really ridiculous, like a spatula, because like because those things get passed on. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> This is the spatula that was gifted to me on my birthday. Like if you went for something like, I don't know, like a car or, or like a toy or um, or like a, a, a heirloom, like a, a closet or a cupboard or whatever. Like those things are all going to eventually like end up like not being used. But like a, a, a toy, an heirloom, a closet. Where were you going with this train of thought? <laughs> I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> like I don't know. I just feel like a kitchen utensil. Like oh yeah, like my son will use it or my daughter will use it. You know, they'll so take you, it. Gen- you genuinely were like, I'm passing this down to you, daughter, on the day of your wedding. <laughs> I was going for like what would keep me around for longest. You know what I mean? 
like what can i hold on to other than other than like a building like a church or something which you know is never going to be demolished or whatever uh but that just feels like a big that's just that's just a haunting though isn't it like that is just if yeah, you're in a yeah. building or a church that is just a haunting it's not really yeah, a haunted true. object you're just a haunting um i see your point though i like the whole and also like because like, with the spatula like anyone who makes an omelet with that spatula like the omelet might turn out really shit and i just like that idea that i could you know ruin people's omelets from the undergrade <laughs> i like the idea that they were doing it perfectly everything was great they followed the recipe to a tea but just the simple fact that they used you yeah that's what it. Made it it's like gordon Ra- gordon ramsay like picks up me as a spatula he's like oh my god i can't even cook an omelet well, imagine, imagine being the man or the ghost sorry in this case who ruins gordon ramsay's career because <laughs> he, used, he used a nick and fuse spatula to make uh-huh. an omelet an omelet an omelet an omelet Amazing word. It's not real, but it's amazing. An omelette. Um, see, I, I like what you've went for there. Not the spatula idea, but the idea of like you know self-preservation for a long time. And uh, and I'm thinking, see, I wouldn't go down that route. Not because I don't want to be around for long, but you know me. I have this unmistakable need to annoy. Um, and I'm thinking, every day. I would think like I would wait until it was the summer months. So I now get to... to <laughs> what do you mean you would wait? Where, where would you wait? <laughs> like, How would you wait? I'll just hang about in limbo for a bit. All right, and then I'll be, like, I'll be like, yo, Jesus, I'm not ready. I have some people to annoy. So what I would do is I would wait until it was like, you know, really, really hot. And I don't mean just like hot. I mean humid. I mean like, you know, your ass is sticking to the couch weather. Mm. And I would wait until you, you personally have to bring out like the big Wait, fan. what if I died before you? Then I'll hunt someone who looks like you. Um okay. so I would wait I would wait till you or someone who looks like you brings out the big fan because you now need to cool down the room. And I would choose to imbue myself into the fan. And it wouldn't be all the time. Wouldn't be all the time. But see if you ever set that bugger to oscillate mode. All you would hear is me just going <laughs> every time it moved. <laughs> I would do that constantly. That's such, that's such a shit haunting. Like, <laughs> but imagine, like, it would be funny for like maybe a minute or so, but then, then like a month of hearing nothing but <laughs> you'd eventually hate me. Do you know what really worries me is that about a month ago. I bought a big fan, and I've yet to take it out of the box, and now I'm scared. <laughs> Don't die anytime soon, please. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Okay. Um, well, Step down oh. from the bath and the toaster. Put the, put, put the toaster down. <laughs> take the toaster away from the bath. That's We're it. not having that today. Well, <laughs> well, I tell you, I like that we, we both answered this question, and we both answered it absolutely ridiculously um there was no serious response there but i hope both of those things do happen we, really what we should do is instead of dying and having to haunt an object we should learn how to curse things i've always wanted to know how to curse things gypsies do it all the time oh they but... just point at things and go this is cursed yeah. that's cursed oh this is cursed and then they throw a flower at it and that oh, means a, a throwing yeah. a flower it could be any flower it could be a bag of flour um <laughs> If they want to curse a lot of things in a quick space of time. The gypsies aren't specific enough. Um, God damn them. Unfortunately, we're not here to learn how to curse things. Uh, That's that's another episode entirely. But I will. I do want to tell one little, like, 
tidbit, if you will, before we go into the oh, actual stories do. that we've chosen. So there is a reason that we chose haunted objects and cursed objects, if you will. Um, when we sort of, I'd say we were about 200, 300 followers at the time on Instagram. And um, one day I got a follow and it was it was from a person who sells haunted dolls. And I Ooh. thought, now at the time, our Instagram wasn't as themed as it is now with, you know, the running little memes and Salty Spartan hadn't taken the job yet. Uh, he was still stuck back in time. Um, he was still so, fighting the Persians in 300. He was, yeah. He was having a whale of a time. But we still, we, we had a lot of paranormal stuff mm. on. And bear in mind, we're not a paranormal podcast. We have elements of it, but we're not purely a, par no, uh, that's a paranormal okay. one. So, but we did on our Instagram have a lot of paranormal stuff. So I think that's why... These yeah, I th our first episode was was paranormal, paranormal, basically, wasn't it? So I think I think when we were setting up, people thought that that's what we that's what we yeah, would be. exactly, and, and then they were disappointed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And now we talk about pirates, um, but, <laughs> but it's like we had this person follow us with with a with a haunted doll, and that was their business was selling these haunted dolls. <laughs> you said that as if like they follow us around with a haunted doll. <laughs> we're like, oh, the worrying it's thing about you. was was I saw this notification pop up on my phone, and the notification just had haunted doll and then the small little picture of it was this oh, terrifying looking doll and i screenshotted that and sent that to nick simply saying no <laughs> no i don't haunted... i don't i don't like dolls i don't like haunted dolls haunted like dolls. dolls haunted dolls follows you is what it said <laughs> and i was like and then it dawned on me it was instagram and it meant they were <laughs> i just thought it was my phone just trying to scare the shit out of me so about a week later about 20 more people whose sole business was selling haunted like dolls and objects and stuff, had decided to follow us on Instagram. And I listen, I have no issue with that. I, I like some creepy content from time to time. But there was like one morning where I'd woke up at like half seven. I, I I did my usual. I'd had a cigarette, I'd had a little drink, I had a little look at my phone, and all my phone was was millions of photos of all these haunted dolls. And God help me, did that put me in a mood for the rest of the day? There was like a hundred of them. All I didn't realise the haunted it was doll, like... Marketplace. Market was so was, yeah. <laughs> it's a black market for souls. But <laughs> it was like, oh my God. But every one of these had their own individual little descriptions and their names and close-ups uh... of their eyes. And I was like, I do not need this shit at half seven on a Monday morning. Life's, life's when, scary enough. And, and I thought to myself, I, I thought to myself, you know what? That might make a good topic for an episode as a haunted one. But yeah, no, that, I didn't is know that. that is the time that I scared the shit out of myself at half <laughs> seven in the morning because a bunch of random mentalists followed us selling haunted items. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was, uh, that was the reason behind it. So, Well, now you do. Well, And now, now I'm terrified. Good, good. Because now you know how I felt. Well, anyway, good sir. <laughs> I would like to ask you one more question before we go on. Okay. Have you heard any decent podcasts recently? No, I don't listen to us. Yeah, me either. But here's one for you, just in case.
Welcome to Castles and Cryptids, a comedy podcast brought to you by a couple of Canadian chicks. I'm Alana. And I'm Kelsey. Do you want to know the difference between a Sasquatch and a Yeti? Can you tell an urban legend from a cautionary tale? Follow us down the rabbit hole to find out. We love all things cryptic, conspiracy theory, or unexplained, and the truly horrifying, our own bloody history. Join us for monsters and murders, and probably a tangent or two. All that and more on Castles and Cryptids, Sasquatch Repellent not included. What, what the hell was that? I I don't I don't know. Where did we go just now? Who? Why were they women? <laughs> not either. Not one of them was Scottish. I've just thrown that out there. Yeah, that's 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 insensitive to Scotland, what, what, isn't it? Hey guys, either anyway, way, go, go listen to them. Moving on. I believe you have some stories for me. I do. Would you like to hear some stories of some cursed objects? Cursed. <laughs> Cursed. G -g 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 -g. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you can't say K K K K K. I didn't say K K K. I said G G G. As in G G G G. Sorry. Sorry. Jenny, where is your mind? <laughs> For a brief moment, Nick just went very Trump. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the K K K started in 1650. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to tell you about um, what well, I basically my whole thing with uh, with this was I tried to find things that were pretty ridiculous to be cursed and as you'll hear i've got a couple of stories and i i think they go more ridiculous as i go on okay so, so it's like your life so far to be fair oh yeah yeah everything's <laughs> cursed and it's more so the older i get so, i was talking more about that it gets more ridiculous the more it goes on to be honest, <laughs> but yeah cost, that's what i meant of course uh, there's a lot more cups of coffee <laughs> so uh this the first one is um probably quite well known um some people may have already heard this but um anyway i like it so have you heard of james dean james dean he was some sort of person wasn't he <laughs> so james dean was a famous actor uh, in the 50s um he he, I guess his most famous uh, movie was probably Rebel Without Cause. Yeah, um, yeah. It's the it's, to be honest, it's the only one I know. Um, <laughs> so that's why I picked it. But um, I'm sure I know he was in other things. Um, and he had quite a successful career. Um, and he unfortunately died in a car crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know now. On September the 30th, 1955, mm -hmm. um, when his Porsche 550 Spider, which is just effectively a really fancy uh convertible it's your biggest fear in a car by the sounds of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah 550 spiders fuck that <laughs> it's like it's like they couldn't get a horsepower so they had to go with spiders <laughs> i love the idea that that's where that came from it's just like <laughs> put 500 spiders in an engine this is how fast that will go <laughs> oh that would be terrible i would never buy that car but um <clears throat> this this Porsche spider uh like I say, he was, he was involved in a massive collision on uh, the way... He was actually on the way to a race. Um, he, as well as being an actor, he was really fond of racing cars. Uh, and so he was on the way to actually race this in a, in, in a race. So he was Funny racing enough. to the race, yeah. So, yeah, he was racing to the race. You know, he was trying to get there, trying to get there on time. And But um, so this car was actually... It's been nicknamed Little Bastard. Um, and that was the name he gave it. That wasn't... Um, that wasn't because of subsequent events. This <laughs> is little bastard. Little bastard. <laughs> like that's so, it's so clearly where Snake from Simpsons is named at Little Bandit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's um, and, and actually, the story of this car has been used um, in 
quite a few uh, pop culture and media references. So the mm. film Christine is, uh, which is, as I say, the film, the novel. Christine, the bone. Is, the is the partly bone. based on this. I know plenty of other TV shows and stuff have done uh, stuff loosely based on this. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> like I say, he was he was killed, and we're gonna just go through the story of Little Bastard. I'm such an adult. I laugh every time he says "little bastard." I little bastard. I like. I, I wish it was L-I-L, Lil bastard. Like, Lil you know, bastard. Like yeah. <laughs> Lil bastard. <laughs> so Dean was setting out to go to the Salinas Sports Car Race, which I think is in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was driving his uh, his Porsche. He also had with him his mechanic, who was Rolf Witherich. Witherich. It's like a German sounding name. Um, yeah, go for it. Rolf German. (laughs) Rolf German, man. Um, (laughs) And they also enlisted a stuntman named Bill Hickerman to help out. And the original plan was for them to tow Little Bastard uh, Mm -hmm. to the race and then obviously use it in the race. However, uh, Rolf German, man, felt it would be better. (laughs) (laughs) Felt it would be a good idea for Dean to get used to the spider and to see how it like handled and how it ran and also to let it run um, Mm -hmm. as well. So... In the end, they decided to drive the spider down there. So uh, Dean and German man <laughs> decided to get in the car while Hickerman followed with his truck and trailer. Mm. So uh, they're driving driving down the road, and they were pulled over by the police. And they were pulled over by the police because... Because he had a German in the car. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were pulled over by the police because obviously they were speeding. Obviously, you know, you've got fairly young guys wanting to participate in a race, wanting to get a feel for the car. They're going to be speeding. Let's be honest. You know? the they just talk right officer. I can explain everything. I I am an actor. I am he, a rebel without a cause. He, he is my German, and we we are off to the races. <laughs> oh, <laughs> would you please give us? Some form of escort. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it doesn't say if like the, the police recognised him, because I guess at this point he was, he was quite a famous actor. You'd, you'd think maybe they wouldn't have given him a ticket, you know, just uh, just too famous. But anyway. Too, too so, big to quit. So that didn't deter them. Um, and after that, Dean was barreling along Route 46 at an estimated 85 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, at the same time, Donald Turnspeed, a young student from California. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His name was what? Turnspeed. And he was a racer. Well, he wasn't a racer. This is just oh, a guy. I was going to say he was just born into this. Then I mean, he, he might have been a racer. Turnspeed. With a name like that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My name is JJ Wright Indicator. <laughs> <laughs> So, unfortunately, at the same time, this guy Turnspeed was uh, driving a Ford Tudor on the same road, and he dis- he decided to make a sudden turn onto Route 41. Honestly, and yeah. unfortunately, at the same time that was happening, Dean was coming along in the Spider. The impact sent the Ford almost 40 feet down the road, That's while true. in the Spider, the German man was completely ejected from the Porsche, and Dean was pronounced dead on arrival at the Paso Robles War Memorial Hospital at 6.20. So, a horrific accident. There's actually yeah. pictures of the car. I have seen it. It don't look right. good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a mess. Uh, I mean, a, like, that's, that's putting it, that yeah. is putting it bluntly. Um, was, it, was it the black and white photos that you saw? Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was. And like I said before, this is, this is a convertible um, 
and so they were you know it's not like they just hit the roof and whatever like i said the the german guy was completely ejected from the car it doesn't say like if dean was ejected from the car but he was pronounced dead so yeah. um yeah it, you know you have a crash in this basically it looks like a little tin can rocket basically yeah. uh so yeah it, it, it's not it's not done well um so despite being declared a total loss by the insurance company the car was uh, actually sold on um the car was bought by a Dr. William Etzrich, uh, and he bought the Porsche from a salvage yard in Burbank. Uh-huh. He proceeded to strip it for parts, um, and he installed the Porsche's engine into his Lotus 9 race car. Okay, so he's taking a pretty, a pretty fast engine into a car that's already pretty fast and beefy anyway. Yeah, sure. Um, right, okay. He then loaned the transmission and suspension parts to a fellow doctor racer called Troy McHenry. Oh, I can already see where this is going. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So, as as can be expected, Esrick uh, crashed the Lotus uh, at the 1956 uh, Pomona sports car races. He luckily luckily survived, but McHenry... Unfortunately, didn't. He also, in the same race, hit a tree and was killed. And so the curse of Little Bastard started to gain more strength. Bad to the bone. <laughs> a bastard to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, sh- <laughs> so shortly after this crash, a publicity monger and self-proclaimed king of customs George Barris bought the rest of the... What a fantastic title! Uh, That just screams, Hi world, I'm not a bellend! (laughs) (laughs) I've got far too much money and not enough sense. Uh, So George Barris bought the spider and he wanted to rebuild it. However, once he found out that the frame was beyond recovery, he chose instead to um, loan it to the Los Angeles chapter of the National Safety Council... And from 1957, because those guys are fun, <laughs> from 1957 to 1959, it went on a tour show of like gruesome and famous cars. Yeah. Um, and in March of 1959, while in storage in Fresno, the car mysteriously caught fire. Um, it suffered remarkably little damage except for two melted tires and some singed paint. Uh, and luckily, the fire didn't catch on to anything else so it's just a weird rogue fire that is odd yeah meanwhile barris had sold a pair of the tires from the spider 550 both reportedly blew at the same time causing the new owner of these tires to cut to uh, career off the road oh, so God's even sake. the tires are cursed you can't at, you can't use point, anything of this car. at this point with the history of this car you probably look at this and go do you know what I'm going to stop loaning this out or selling bits of it. <laughs> like, yeah, but where there's I, money to be made... That, that, you know, I understand that there's money to be made. The king of customs I, doesn't care for that. <laughs> oh, that is true. The king of customs cares for no peasant. It's just like, <laughs> he'll take your car, he'll take your wheels, he'll take your soul. He didn't uh, get to be the king by, you know, including people's <laughs> safety in the equation. <laughs> I, I like the idea. It's like, so what do you do for a living? Well, sir, I sell cursed wheels to drivers, and when they die, I take them back and sell them again exactly like, you, get ah, money, so you get your investment back yeah. so it's like you never you never worry about stock no sir no i do not <laughs> <laughs> i sell the same car for the whole life <laughs> um so going forward then there are other sort of more more unconfirmed stories of uh, little bastards uh, causing accidents 
Um, the car is said to have fallen from its display while on a show in Sacramento, which broke the hip of a bystander. Um, it reportedly also fell uh, and killed a man named George Brackus, who was a driver who was transporting it to a road safety expo. Ironically. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh at that. The poor guys did, but it's at the same time... Jesus Christ, like you can't even make this stuff up, can you? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, strangely enough, uh, it, it gets even more strange. The, the Porsche disappeared in 1960, and there, there was, as of 2005, a million-dollar reward for the spider, but no one has claimed it, and the whereabouts of it is still currently unknown. And so it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a haunting ending to this... Uh, ridiculous story i don't i don't want to alarm you but there is a headlight in the corner of the room <laughs> it's behind you <laughs> it was it wasn't there when we started recording <laughs> oh, hello james d <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's a ghost of james d go into the light sir go into the <laughs> <laughs> no that's the car he's gonna get hit again <laughs> but yeah so uh, just a really ridiculous story i mean you're right. They really should have stopped using this car for parts. I don't, I don't know. I mean, looking at it, like I say, it looks like a, a pretty ridiculous car for its time. Maybe like the stuff in it was almost not one of a kind, but like really rare and really good. So everyone wanted to use bits yeah, of it. You also forget, though, it's James Dean. And James Dean oh, that's true. That's true. was yeah. incredibly famous. That's true. Yeah. He was the guy that all men wanted to be and all women wanted to be with. Right, so I, I'm not surprised that there I was don't know. I think some of these people might have been wanting to be with the king, king of customs. He was, he was the king of customs is a close second. I won't lie, but it's like, <laughs> it, like that—that's the clout there. People want, yeah, true. to have James Dean memorabilia, and there's still James Dean memorabilia that gets sold to this day. And mm. you're talking—that's a good near 78 years later, you know. So it's like, I mean, it, that is what it is, really. To be perfectly honest, I'm not surprised that they kept selling on parts of the car. If yeah. they would tack his name onto it, people will buy it. True. Um, true. Though, why the hell you'd want his tires? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're gonna you, like they're gonna they're gonna wear out eventually anyway, aren't they? You're not. You're I, you know, it's like eventually you're gonna have to replace them tires. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you get something that you could constantly keep maintenance on. But you know, what what do I know? I'm not a mentalist who's obsessed with celebrities. Enough to, <laughs> enough to buy cursed objects off them anyway. Jesus. No, no. But um, yeah, it, it's it's just interesting that the car kind of disappeared. Um, I I imagine you know the reality is it just ended up getting scrapped once and for all. You know that what was left of it uh, mm. anyway. So um, yeah, it's just a, an interesting story of a a cursed object mm. or or a haunted object. Maybe it was haunted. We don't know. Maybe. Maybe it happened on an ancient Indian burial ground. Who knows? It was, it was built in an ancient burial ground. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's it's crazy. There are a lot of obvious deaths that came from parts mm. of the car being in. It is one of those things. It is most likely just a huge coincidence. Yeah, I guess as well. Like you're not you're not talking. If this was like. I don't know, a Ford Fiesta or like just a standard car. Yeah, like, if it was a Ford then, Fiesta. Then you'd be like, was... well, that's kind of weird that all these Ford. accidents happen. But this and is then, a, a high end race car. It's a, and... a high end race car, but also yeah. the same thing as well. Like, say if that was a Ford Fiesta and it was buried down the road that, <laughs> that, that, that crashed and was killed, right? They're no, they will sell off parts of Barry's Ford Fiesta because there's money to be made. Yeah. But Barry's a nobody. Barry's did you know, you know, God love him, rest his soul and his face, right? 
He but was a good man. But the thing is, because he's no famous, they're not going to have records on where Barry's car went to. Or yeah, who that's it went true, to. That's like, true. Barry, every part in Barry's car could fail. Barry's death could have led to 900 This isn't about deaths. Barry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what, I'm is, what I'm saying is, that could have led to 900 deaths. But because yeah. Barry's no famous, we'd never know about it. That's true. You know? It's absolutely true. So yeah. it's, it's one of those that it, it's... it's a lot of coincidental things that's happening that we only know because it was originally James Dean's car. Hmm. But it could happen any time because, you know, people are lazy and shit at building things. You know what I mean? That's just, that's the way of the world. That's, um, true. that's absolutely true. Or it could just be that James Dean was a second evil twisted warlock, right? And infused himself into the car and has gone on a killing spree ever since. Either one of those are two very logical conclusions to that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, try not to buy any of James Dean's car's parts if you're in the market. <laughs> if Stick you're to in the, the Fiesta. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea that they're just like someone walking into a car lot and then seeing all these really reasonably priced cars. And then the guy's like, oh, you want that one? Really? You want that? It's, it's, you really? You want that? It's a Citroen. This one? James Dean died in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like we said, people. Some people have got more money than sense. Uh, do you have more cursed objects, or are we just going to continuously keep bashing on James Dean? <laughs> well, I mean, I had more, but he's <laughs> 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 he's got off with that for far too long. <laughs> so my next story. Now, and this is this is difficult because although I've selected this in an episode of Cursed or Haunted Objects. Mm-hmm. This isn't a physical object. But how the hell is that an object? Well, it's an object because we can talk about it and it has a has a unique thing that makes it itself. Stop changing the meaning of object. Like you got on at me no. when I when I change the meaning of words. No, no, right? you, at, least, <laughs> at least at least my words are difficult to pronounce, or as we've discovered, are sometimes just variation. Right, and I don't have a hope in hell of pronouncing them. But you have just taken the word object and went, do you know what that means? Neither do I. I'm changing it. Well, we didn't say it was a physical object. Just saying. I, I hate the fine print on these bloody episodes, I swear to God. <laughs> so, spooked phone bosses have suspended the mobile phone number 0888888888. Oh, so that's why my phone stopped working. <laughs> After every single person assigned to it in the last 10 years has died. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I mean, eventually anybody, any phone number is going to be assigned to a, a bunch of dead people. People tend to expire. So the first owner of this number, Vladimir Grashnov, was the former CEO of Bulgarian mobile phone company Mobitel. Oh, he already sounds like a bandit. Oh, absolutely. Um, mm. So... He died of cancer in 2001, aged just 48. So that's did, that's, did, that's terrible. Did he, did he have the number? He had the number, yes. Oh, no. I said the first owner of the number. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise you said that. I was too busy ignoring you. Um, <laughs> what, do you think I just randomly talk about a guy who died of cancer in the middle of a story about people dying? Of I, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, maybe the story needed some context, maybe some character building, some world building. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, so, the first guy dies of cancer, age age forty eight in two thousand and one. Um, 
Despite a spotless business record, there were persistent rumours that his cancer had been caused by a business rival using radioactive poisoning. Ooh. Oh, okay. This has suddenly turned up a notch. <laughs> Just the guy from Vodafone. <laughs> Just standing outside his window with a ray gun every day. It's like, have that. Get your 5G in there, son. <laughs> they can be absolute bastards, the uh, the mobile phone companies. <laughs> for, for the record, for legal reasons, we are not implying that Vodafone gives anyone cancer with 5G. I'm just throwing that out there. For I hope not. <laughs> it is a joke. Okay. But they could. Um, That's all we're saying. No, we're going to get cancelled. <laughs> I mean, that's likely anyway. <laughs> so the Jinx number then passes on to, and get this, Bulgarian mafia boss, Konstantin Dimitriov. Now, I don't know a lot about mafia bosses. They woke up this morning and got themselves a gun. I'd imagine that like you know when like like small time drug dealers have what they call is a, a burner phone. I, look, look, look at look at Nick pretending not to know the lingo to hide his drug habit. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a small time drug dealer with a bag of brown. Yeah, you know him. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so but... it, is, it is referred to as a burner phone. You are absolutely correct. Yes, and the whole point is that you don't have a phone that anyone could contact you on for yeah. that long. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. I sort of thought when I heard this that he, it passed on to a Bulgarian mafia boss. I thought, would it not be the same thing? Or a, a mafia boss is like too high up to care about that. You know what I mean? I, I'd imagine mafia boss is too high up to care because that's at the point Successful where... Successful mafia you, bosses. You never really do the dirty work, do you? You're just the, the one who pulls the strings. It's everybody else that does the dirty but work. But what if that you're a you're startup mafia company? You know. Mafias are us. <laughs> <laughs> well, look what happened to them. <laughs> It's a magical place where everyone dies. <laughs> With drugs and spaghetti all under the one roof. Guns and spaghetti. That sounds like a great a great club to go to. Uh, anyway, so uh, so Konstantin Dmitriev, the uh, Bulgarian mafia boss, he was gunned down in 2003 by a lone assassin in the Netherlands during a trip to inspect his 500 million drug smuggling empire. Well, you would. I mean, I mean, you'd have to go and expect that, you know, face to face. That's, that's a lot of moolah. But can that really be attributed to the phone? No, I have a feeling that that's more that the 500 million drugs is the reason nah, he was nah. gunned down. Not because he, he was, <laughs> not only does that guy have the curse number, he has that brand new Samsung that I have been wanting and I don't want to pay for one, so I'm gonna kill him and take it. I, I just I just I just yeah, I could yeah, okay, right, fair enough. Okay, I'm sorry. And it Continue. and it, it does it does say here that Russian mafia bosses were supposedly jealous of his drug smuggling operation and were said to be behind the killing. But I mean, you know. The, the cursed or the haunted object doesn't have to be the thing that kills you. It just has to be in your possession when you get when you die or, or become, you know, when you become inconvenienced by the... I know what you're trying to say. It's just the idea of all these Russian mafiosos just getting jacked. I want a 500 mil drug deal. I think they just wanted the phone number. 0888888888 is the best phone number you could ever want, right? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like... I just find it so funny. 
a bunch of Russian drug dealers just sitting around at like a table, a Russian table. Don't know if that's a thing. A Russian table. <laughs> Is that like a table within a smaller table within a with a bigger table within a bigger table? Like yes. A Russian doll. Yes, yes it is. And they're all complaining that they don't have 500 million drug deals. And there's something about that image in my head that I just can't, I just can't get out. It's hilarious. Crime is funny. <laughs> <laughs> From a, uh, a phone company boss, CEO, to a drug dealer, the phone then passes to a crooked businessman, Constantine Dishlev, also named Constantine, which uh, was the guy before as well, but there you go. Mm-hmm. So, he was gunned down outside an Indian restaurant in Bulgaria's capital, Sofia, in 2005. Mm. It turned out that he uh, he was a, an estate agent, and he had been secretly running a massive cocaine trafficking operation before he died. <laughs> Beginning to think, and, and I'm not. I, I don't want to, you know, act like I'm generalizing here or stereotyping, but Bulgaria. He's, he's, uh, I, I don't know how to politically put it. It's pretty fucked up by the sound of it. Like, um, also, like, this could be one of these things where it's like, no, this has gone from cursed objects to full on government conspiracy kind of thing. <laughs> where it's like, what we'll do is we'll give a number that we only give to the bad guys and we will stage these elaborate deaths. I love the idea that, like, the admin guy in the phone company was like, I really want to do something to fight crime. I always wanted to be a policeman, but like I couldn't make it through the tests or whatever. So now, so now my way of my way of taking out people and changing the world is to give bad people this phone number. <laughs> I love that. With great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it's it's a Bulgarian Mr. Robot. That's what this is. This is just amazing. I love it. Wow. That that that's that's Infinitely more interesting a story than Cursed Objects. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and yeah, so after that, uh, after that last killing, the phone company have retired the number, and they will not co- comment on it. They will not uh, say anything about individual numbers. So yeah, that number is believed, at least by them, to to be cursed. And it's a shame because it's a good number. I like the idea that they wouldn't say anything about it before because, like you know, they thought it was cursed and they'd need a priest to be in the room while they discussed it just for safety. But now but nowadays, as the times have changed, they don't have to discuss it because of GDPR. That's that's it, yeah. They can't, they can't like legally. The, the Bulgarians when GDPR passed must have just been like, oh thank God. Yeah, we we can do curse phone numbers and we do mafia killings and drug smugglings. But GDPR we really respect. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. That's that's absolutely insane actually. I know I gave you shit that it's not a real object, but no, that was quite interesting. I do like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's uh, a couple of my stories there, Jay, on haunted or cursed objects. Would you like to tell us yours? No, so I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, uh, good listeners and Nick. Um, I have one story. I, 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 don't, <gasps> I know. My achy, breaky heart. <laughs> I don't, don't think you don't understand. <laughs> Uh, that was James Hetfield doing Achy Breaky Heart there for a second. <laughs> Metallica doing Achy Breaky Heart. No, um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be honest. I, I thought, whilst looking into cursed objects and everything else, um, Nick's found some good ones there. But this is this is a very difficult subject because, as I've said before on certain things, if I read something... big words that you need to change. So many. Like, <laughs> there's the word no. Um, and then there's infamous... 
still don't know what that means. Is it in, is it infamous or, or is it is flammable? Means flammable. <laughs> what a country! No, at the end of the day, I thought for once, just to make it easier on myself and the research purposes, because I've been a very busy man this week. Um, I was going to go for a rather mainstream one, which I know, uh, it's not the norm that we would do, and the one that I've gone for is purely for clickbait purposes. I'll have you know. <laughs> Is Annabelle the doll? Annabelle oh. the doll, which is featured, I of course. I don't like creepy dolls, Jay. Don't care. You don't like spiders either, but we talked about them for 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but they were really fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that makes it better then, doesn't it? <laughs> I know people are probably thinking, why is he discussing Annabelle? You've fallen off. It's so mainstream. And well, you're right. Except two things. One, shut up. And two, I happen to be a massive fan of the Warrens' stories and tales. That's Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, oh, you're on first name basis? Well, well, we were. It's been a while. We haven't returned you any haven't, emails. You haven't returned their Christmas cards. Uh, no, it's, it's just that, you know, we had an email chain and then they up and died. Um, which is a, it's a little bit difficult. <laughs> so inconsiderate. Now, so with that being said, with me being a fan of the Warrens' stories and tales, I'm hardly going to do an episode on haunted objects and not bring up the most famous haunted doll at the moment that happens to be in one of arguably the most well-known occult museums in the world. Um, I just feel that that would be doing a disservice. Now, I would like to state, though, people are probably thinking, well, you have ripped apart every single story or ghost story or whatever you've ever told on the show and that is true and the warrens will be no exception just because i enjoy the stories doesn't mean i believe what the, the stuff that they spoke at the end mm. of the day they they have an entire movie series at universe in fact now you could actually classify it as um based on tales of the warrens um obviously it's very dramatic uh, dramatized it's very Hollywood. It's not how it happened in real life. And as much as I think that the Ed and Lorraine Warren did talk an utter load of bollocks, because I'll admit they did, without Ed and Lorraine Warren, things like the Amityville haunting, that as much as, again, I don't believe in Amityville either. I believe that was a mental health thing rather than a haunting. Mm -hmm. um, but the stories that came out of that and all the movies and all the media and all that sort of stuff that came out of Amityville wouldn't exist if it wasn't for these two drumming it up. Yeah, you're, you're right. They have they have probably sparked a lot of interest in this kind of and, stuff. So and and I know that, I, guess. I, I, I know it's a case of I don't like it when people are giving false information. But at the same time, I'm human. I enjoy entertainment. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and, and I have been very entertained by the stories, assuming the stories happened the way that they told it well but, you don't have to justif justify yourself on here jay we we are storytellers as we've said before and uh that's that's what matters yeah so that is what i just wanted to clear up now i will say annabelle the doll has obviously become more famous in recent years due to having not one but three films made about them and of course being mentioned several times in the conjuring movies so i think that brings it up to a total of five times annabelle has been either mentioned or seen in a big 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 budget film right mm. now ed and lorraine warren in their lifetime were most famous for the amityville horror and uh, the enfield haunting um but in recent years they're now more famous because of this doll 
Really, like genuinely, it's the yeah. doll that people uh, that people now find out about the Warrens. So now I will say the Annabelle movies themselves are shockingly bad as horror films, coming from a big horror fan. Uh, well, in my opinion, anyway. But they do have one creepy, evil-looking porcelain bent of a doll as the star, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is like you look at it; it's terrifying. It right? is creepy, yeah. But the thing is, they've done that for for the terrifying aspect. They've done that very, very, very well. But they've done it very 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 wrong because it's not a porcelain doll in real life in real life the the annabelle doll hmm. it's a raggedy ann doll yes. and we're, we're talking big fluffy thing complete with the flowing red straw hair and, and don't get me wrong either by the way i still think the raggedy ann doll looks fucking terrifying uh, uh, yeah yeah like, it does yeah. do you know what it reminds me of right that show back from when we were kids, Rosie and Jim. Oh god, right? yeah, that that's it. Rosie yeah. and Jim. Yeah. Right. See, when I, I still have nightmares about that show. Right. <laughs> Was it because, because <laughs> of Yeah, quack. <laughs> Kinduck is all oh, I I try not to swear too much on this show, but that fucking duck can <laughs> get to fuck. Like like I, I, honest to God it can get to fuck. I, that Rosie and Jim was just two demons on a boat. And that's not the purpose. They don't tell you they're demons, but they're demons. Right. If <laughs> I you loved to... Rosie and Jim when I was all a kid. I'm saying, All I'm saying is, fans of this show, YouTube Rosie and Jim theme song on YouTube. Rosie you will never... Don't you I'm the old tug. It's terrifying absolutely terrifying <laughs> and and honest to god that's what the the, the real annabelle so are, doll you reminds trying, me of. are you trying to tell me that somewhere there is a brother to annabelle doll out there and raggedy ann and andy and a duck <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know where they are <laughs> so, so ra ra raggedy ann and raggedy andy are the two i think that's it yeah uh, raggedy andy has never been found i believe he's still in hell um he hasn't escaped yet rosie and jim are the demonic cousins of britain um and as far as i'm aware they're still going up and down the canal uh i can only hope that that boat has sunk but it's wishful thinking either way though that is the real um annabelle doll now the, the actual story of the annabelle doll is is kind of they kind of touch on it in the movie the first movie but the they have this massive backstory in the movie, and none of that happened. Well, yeah. See, I I have never seen any of these movies. All oh, right, an uncultured so, swine. Yeah. So just do me a little a brief synopsis of what what. Right. What so right, I'm going to tell you what actually happened here, hmm. and then I'll I'll summarize what happens in the movie. Right. But either way, the real story was the two student nurses. This was back in the seventies, and I believe it was in upstate New York somewhere. They were living together in the same apartment because student nurses are trying to save on rent. When sure, one yeah. of them was randomly gifted a Raggedy Ann doll for whatever reason. I don't know who gave it to them. It must have been like an aunt or an, a, 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 um, a grandmother or something. But one of them acquired this this old Raggedy Ann doll. Yeah. Now, they kept it in the spare room that they had in, the, in their apartment, but would notice that it would just randomly appear at different parts of the house, oh. even though they both claimed that they hadn't moved it. Things in the house would start to go missing, and the house itself, at certain points of the house, would start to appear to be very cold. Now, this Is it went on. You shot a bullet through their window. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't born in the seventies, you silly man. But <laughs> what had happened from that was, after months and months of this, eventually they started looking in 
like local newspapers and that sort of thing, looking for things like an exorcism or that kind of thing. Um, and they came across uh, an advert for these paranormal investigators um, that supposedly covered the entirety of the UK. Uh, the UK? No, different country, United hmm. States. Um, and those, those two would be Ed and Lorraine Warren. Now, it's worth noting that back then, Ed and Lorraine Warren were paranormal investigators, but they hadn't hit their big breaks yet, which... Right made them the controversial figures that they were i'm not saying that annabelle case was one of the uh, like was like the first but it was definitely one of the first that okay. they ever did i now, didn't realize that that's what they were paranormal investigators that is what they, they were, just um, were like lorraine warren <laughs> lorraine warren um claimed to be like a psychic if you will not a psychic as in reads the future but like a clairvoyant can sure, speak yeah, yeah. to the dead so that's where she got it and um as far as i'm aware ed warren he was um he was the salesman of the two, right. so he was the he was the talker. Um, very very religious background, and tried to. He did have some pull with the church. I, I won't lie. He, I'm not saying that he was like you know like a demon hunter or anything, but he did have some pull with the church, and he could make pres- priests and bishops appear when he needed it. That kind of thing. And he's cool to have that. Yeah. And mostly he was a talker. Now, essentially, what happened is Ed and Lorraine came to the house. And they had a little look around. Lorraine did her thing, you know, talking to walls, telling them that the walls are talking back. And um, they came to the conclusion after doing some tests, and I use that term very loosely, <laughs> right? That they decided that the doll was clearly the reason for the issues in the house. They I mean, that would that- have been my first protocol: is I see a creepy doll and go, "Yeah, you've got a creepy doll. That's your yeah. problem." Like, yeah. even if even if they didn't invite me and they weren't having any problems, I would. That's what I would say. <laughs> Even if you run in the house, you just declare I mean, like, You've got a creepy doll. That's your problem. That's your number they, one problem in life. But this is what they did. They declared, not only did they say it was the, 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 the doll's fault, they declared it demonic, and uh, Lorraine herself expressed that the entity within the doll wished to be called Annabelle. And I'm thinking, well, it's a raggedy and doll, love. <laughs> you know, yeah, you've, you just, you've, just, you've just stuck the word bell on the end of that, you know, <laughs> like, like, you know, like how your husband is a bell end. Um, and here's the thing. They decided that those two are the only people on the planet that had the power to contain said demonic entity. You know, them two in their museum, which they sell tickets to. They had the museum already set up. Yeah, they, this, was, oh. this was part of the plan. It was an occult museum of haunted objects and various things that they'd found from investigations. That... um museum eventually did grow it's still it was in their house but like there was yeah. a lot more objects on it but annabelle became a like a big draw in there now it's worth noting that that's where the story ends for these two nurses there's mm-hmm. no info on if the problems were resolved once they took the annabelle doll away mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's no info on that at they all. just they just disappeared from history yeah, that, that's it they're, they're, they're out of the story they probably, got, they probably got into a car and were killed one of them, one of them had a lot of money eventually, and decided to buy a car that used to be owned by James Dean of all people. We can only assume. We can only assume. We can only assume and speculate at this point. But essentially, what happened from this was you have no more info. Now, that is the basis of the first Annabelle film. Except in the first Annabelle film, Annabelle is walking around the house, creeping them out, drawing on the walls, and then She's eventually, and then eventually, considers like convinces one of the girls to go on a mad killing spree. Oh, and I'm thinking that paints those two nurses in a really negative light because God love them, they were just trying to help people, and then they got a creepy doll. 
that turned their central heating off. And and now they've been painted out as mass murderers. Do you know what I mean? She's saving us money, goddammit. <laughs> See, what I think's really important here is who gave them the doll and why? Like Did he seems... have horns at tail? Yeah, they, well this seems this seems like, you know, if it was like a relation or an aunt or an uncle or whatever, it seems like it was probably one of, it seems like one of those things where it's like, right. I've been given this cursed doll and I hate it and it like watches me while I sleep. You just palm it off on another family member. So you know, I, 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 I like I like the idea that what it actually was was a deceased family member, right? So say it was a grandmother. Mm. And then like their dad had showed up one day and goes, This he didn't say this was your grandmother's. So he said, This is your grandmother. She wanted to come back as a spatula, but she missed and hit the doll. <laughs> we didn't have enough of either. <laughs> and and, and uh, she's, now, she's now living in your house. Uh, by the way, your, your, your grand's a bit of a joker. Um, so just deal with that. They missed all that explanation and then That's panicked it, yeah. about it. There was a reasonable explanation. <laughs> <laughs> but. So that's that is essentially what happened in the story. So Annabelle's now locked in a glass cabinet inside the Warrens Museum, right? And visitors have claimed that the doll has moved while they're staring at it. The area around the cabinet sometimes is incredibly cold, and the odd time the doll itself has made some sort of like vibration effect, as if yeah. it's trying to escape the confines of the glass. Wow. Now, now, again though, if you go and look at the doll. There's a backstory that comes with all these items, which, you know, the person who gives sure, you to yeah. around the thing will yeah. tell you. And I'm certain that they'll say that when they went to get the doll, the house was very cold. The doll was moving at the corner of the right. It's implanting this in your head. So the people who are quite susceptible to this are going to claim the exact same wording for what was originally claimed in the case because they're being told yep. what happened. So yep. that's what it is. Now, well admit that story in its own right isn't all that great when you really look at it and uh, yeah it just it just moved around the house a bit yeah and, and, it's a, and, and that's the thing it's a marvel actually to see that hollywood has essentially dragged that <laughs> into three full movies and a side character and two others and people say that hollywood has got no ideas i mean yeah <laughs> mm. but it's crazy but the, the main reason i was interested in this wasn't so much the doll to be honest that's just the clickbait if you will but it's the Warren's Museum itself, because it's arguably, mm. like when you're Googling about it, it's arguably one of the most famous vaults of occult, occult stuff in the Western world. Or at least it was till it was shut down for zoning issues. Um, I'm not really sure what the zoning issues are. It was just, I, I, in my head, it's like, do you know that Do you know that scene in Ghostbusters where they, they're like, you can't have this machine store and all these ghosts. And, <laughs> yeah. then, they, and then they turn it off. It's like that. that in my head, that's what that's <laughs> like. And I don't know why, but I just think that's funny. But... The Warrens did have this treasure trove that they refer to as the cursed and haunted objects. And the, the, the thing is, all of these objects had fans behind them taking on the information and they received it as gospel and would never question it. Because mm -hmm. these two, I, I will say one thing for Eddie, was a hell of a talker. So he had the people, like, you and me would go and would piss ourselves at this probably. <laughs> but a lot of these people would just cling to every word and believe it. I guess I guess this is before the internet as well. So, you know, people just had... No, even... I mean, it is before the internet, but even, yeah. you know, post-internet, it's still a thing. Sure, like, yeah. well, I mean, it's obviously not now. It's but, then, down, but, but, but by the point of the internet, it had 30, 20, 30 years of history. You know. Yeah, I mean? but at the same point as well, like, it's only because of people's renewed interest in the Warren's Occult Museum that you had the Conjuring movies made mm. because suddenly they were big time again. The Warrens hadn't been involved in a big case 
for years because they were essentially laughingstocks. And then all of a sudden, all these people just started really enjoying the works of the Warrens again. And then 2013 rolled around. They were in headlines all over again for doing paranormal investigations. And now they're doing The Conjuring. And now they've built a legacy in Hollywood. That's what I mean by, like, I like the Warrens as in terms of the stories that they tell. But I do believe that the stuff that they say is a load of crap. You know, I don't I don't believe that in that instance, but the stories are interesting and they are fun from an entertainment perspective. Now, certain things that they claimed that they had in here, because Annabelle's not the only thing. That'd be a pretty shitty museum, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, we've got one item. <laughs> there's 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 literally hundreds of things in here. But the the Annabelle is now claimed because of the films that to be the most demonic yeah. thing that's in there. Whereas prior to that, it was a raggedy and doll in a cabinet. But now that it's 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 taken on Hollywood bound, it's now the most demonic force on the planet. So they had things called vampire chests. Ooh. These are cursed, not haunted, but cursed objects. Supposedly haunted by the spirits of slain vampires from back in the day. You know, from you know, back in the day when vampires were well, real like the sixties. Yeah, yeah, back in the sixties, it was a swinging time, everybody was biting each other, <laughs> necking, I believe they called it. Um but apparently, if you um, if you were to open one of these, you would succumb to some illness, maybe a blood disease. <laughs> kind of like a Pandora's box. Mm. Without a panda. I know, it's shocking. Um, <laughs> but they, they claimed this, and, and then they're telling people these are vampire chests, and, and you know they're trying to goad people to open it, and then when people are getting close to it, they're like, oh, don't do that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, don't do that. You and all your family will die. Yeah. And it's like, unless you forward this email to 10 different people. <laughs> it's like, but... Then they had uh, an ancient book of the damned. Ooh. It did have a big Latin title, but we're not going there. So ancient book of the damned <laughs> will do, which they claimed was made of human skin. Oh, that's and was the but but they claimed it was the only copy in existence, and it could only be found in their occult room. And then it was later discovered to be sold on Amazon. Uh, it was actually a book that was in print during the mid uh, mid forties. It stopped being in print, and then they started up a print of it again as a sort of Halloween theme. Theme in the early two thousands. All it ever was was a, a scary book, really. And the, it's not skin; it's like a rubberized paper material that they were making it to do a theme. But because it wasn't very popular in the mid forties, no one had it because it wasn't. No, when I did, they they happened to ha they happened to have a copy of it because that was their kind of thing, and, and when they realised it wasn't famous, and as you rightly pointed out, the internet wasn't a thing, so we didn't have this online archive back in the day where you could find anything. They start claiming that this is the ancient book of the damned, blah blah blah, and then it shows up on Amazon in two thousand and four, <laughs> and they start selling it. Now every everybody, but here's the daft thing about it: people who believe that this book is real have started buying the one on Amazon as if they're buying Ed and Lorraine memorabilia, <laughs> and you're like. They've just lied to you, and you're just like, oh, look, I've bought the replica of that book. No, you've brought copy, like they yeah. did. Just 60-odd years later, that's all you've done. <laughs> well, the, the, the internet ruins all these business ideas, doesn't it? Again, they claimed that this was cursed. They claimed that if you shouldn't read from the book. If you read from the book, bad things will happen to you. They'll happen to your family. They'll happen to your dog. No! What will happen is you read a shitty book. <laughs> that's the worst thing that's going to happen to you, and it's not even going to feel like paper. Um, this is the one that, 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 that drives me mental, because this is the kind of thing that you could say that no one wants to dispute because they don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. Common skulls that were infused with the powers of native tribesmen, but also provided extra protection to the occult room. It's good, that, isn't it? A protection from uh, like, SWAT teams, like mobsters? 
Yeah, no, demons, obviously, oh, demons. Okay. And mobsters as well, I suppose. Uh, like, Same you know, the mafia don't muck about. <laughs> they don't, the mafia don't muck about with shame. But it's like, it's like, because they've added native tribesmen, people just start going, oh, it's a native thing. Oh, of course, yeah, no, very, very spiritual people. Protected characteristic. And, and that's 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 the thing. They're like they're, they're just like they, you add those those buzzwords onto it, and it suddenly becomes something entirely different. <laughs> but in actual fact, what you've got there is some bloody skulls. Like you shouldn't have them, but you're claiming that they're cursed. But this is a different curse. This is cursed in a good way. They're protection curses that will kill the bad bad demons. And you're thinking, oh yeah, that's so. Is that like a blessing instead of a curse? Well, the natives were a kind people until the Americans came along. <laughs> um, so, but that's that's it, and and that that's my point is really to be honest, it doesn't seem when you really think about it, and when you do your research into into these haunted objects. In fact, even my little anecdote at the start about Instagram and the stores that were following us on our on our page, it doesn't seem all that difficult to take an object, claim it's haunted, and turn it into some online drama blog in hopes that it'll go worldwide and possibly have a movie made about it. Or you could sell it on under the guise that it's a haunted object. Yeah. And, well, I'll admit that there's some objects and some stories that I've read into where there are things that I can't quite explain, such as the reoccurrences of your James Dean story, where it's most likely a coincidence, but it's a hell of a coincidence Yeah. at the same yeah. time. The, the fact is, the vast majority are just cool or scary-looking items with a story tacked on to the end of it yeah and it's amazing really especially with the way the world is now with the resources of information at your fingertips that people will still draw themselves to these type of things we've said it before haven't we that people want to believe that there's more to life than than meets the eye and and, and I, I put myself in that category i'd love for there to be you know all these weird things going on in in life, things that are just out the out of our vision and out of our uh, sense spectrum that are really happening. Because that would be that would be amazing. That would be the world would be so much more interesting. And so people people let's face it, it, Nick. We don't have we don't have vision. We're morons, <laughs> but but we're I funny morons. So that's all right. <laughs> but uh, I can't. You know that I'm blind. But it's it is the, it is weird though because at the end of the day. There is your proof there, because as much as there's Instagram stores of them selling things like haunted dolls and haunted stuff, there's clearly a market for mm. it. You wouldn't start it if there wasn't a market. No, exactly. All I know is I ain't buying one of them, but every now and then when they pop up on my Instagram feed, or sorry, should I say Salt Spartan's Instagram feed, not associated, not the same person, he shits himself. When he sees those little dolls. I mean, <laughs> look, d dolls are forever scary. Um, you know, yes, even before the other things. Especially if they look like Rosie and yeah. Jim. Fucking quiet. Here's my question on this, though. If these guys were, you know, supposedly in tune with the dead and the mysterious and the curses and the blah, and... and just, look, just Lorraine. Oh, okay. Well, if, if Lorraine could, and she was a clairvoyant, you say, you know, talk to spirits, that kind of thing. If yes. they really believed these objects to be cursed or haunted, they took them to their home, put all the cursed and haunted objects together... And were seemingly fine with that. I they can, didn't. I can. I can. I can make it worse. I can make it worse. You always do. I, allow me to make it worse. <laughs> so you're absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, not only did they bring it all home in a room with just a padlock on the door, they then had the audacity. 
to have a child and raise oh, that, that child. child that child's going to do some awful things. I got some bad feelings I'm, about that. I'm actually really joking about that. Um, the child of Ed and Lorraine is a wonderful woman. Um, she, I, I've read several things that she's wrote. Uh, she's, she's not as, um, oh, how's that crazy? Mental. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You put it. I'll, 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 I don't know who put it nicer there. To be perfectly honest, but um, she, she didn't grow up to be, you know, like Annabelle incarnate. Which would have made the story much better. <laughs> Come to think of it, now that I'm thinking about it, I I swear that's the plot of the last Annabelle film. What weather? Is, is to drive the daughter and turn her into a demonic entity, so it can the the demon can leave the doll and uh, go into yeah, the daughter instead. I mean, Hollywood is just ruining the image of so many people right now. <laughs> I mean, it's it's horrendous actually when you think Slander. about it. Um, but at the end of the day, that is my haunted item possession story, if you will. Um, I know we don't normally cover mainstream stuff. I felt my reason was justified. And for once in my life, over 30 years of living, I have managed with an audience in front of me to shit on Rosie and Jim. And I God don't know why, but that makes, that makes me feel wonderful and gooey inside. <laughs> Uh, well, I hadn't heard the story, so um, you know, at least I learned something. Yeah, it doesn't have supermen, like you know, superheroes or cowboys in it, so you wouldn't have naturally known. It did in my version. <laughs> the Raggedy Ann doll with you know a sheriff's badge on. <laughs> well, that's that's um, like I say, Jay. That was that was good. I've I'd never heard that before, so that was that was very interesting for me to hear. And I hate dolls, so. They can fuck off. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we picked the interest of you and scared you shitless at the same time. If it helps, I'm terrified of James Dean. Uh, from what I've learned, from what I've learned, you should be. I mean, he's, he's not black and white in person. Going. That's just in the in the films. Oh, he's not black and white in person. I was always worried that there was grayscale people out there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for and he's in standard around. definition too. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, we've, you've just spoke about a, a cursed or haunted doll. I've got a final little one for you, and I thought this was important to mention because I think this really, really embodies the cursed object. Okay, go for it. So. In 2008... Don't like it already. Hate it. Stop. <laughs> Worst fear <laughs> ever. In 2008, the WFLA news channel did a story. This was recent enough that there's a YouTube video of this of this story. And I watched it. Oh, wow. Um, so two-year-old James Bowman, lovely little man, mm -hmm. he loves Elmo. You know Elmo from Sesame Street, right? <laughs> to tickle me elbow. Tickle yes. me elbow. Take me home. You know, I don't know how he speaks, but I assume that's it. <laughs> Burn everything. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so he loves Elmo and he's got all the Elmo toys. He's got loads of figures and stuff. And he's just absolutely Elmo mad. His mum got him the new, at the time new, Elmo knows your name, <laughs> which help the new Elmo the new doll elmo knows your name which to be honest sounds a bit freaky in itself yeah i was gonna say the the advertising elmo of that is fucking there. <laughs> <laughs> elmo wants a hug <laughs> james <laughs> so this doll worked fine at first and james really enjoyed it um i i assume it never really told me on the story and and not being you know a very knowledgeable about these things. I assume this is one of those things where 
you somehow record your name and then it will say phrases like, I don't know, like, would you like a cookie? James, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it would say the name of the, the person after a sentence or whatever. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. Because I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> so the dog worked fine at first. Um, however, it came time to change the batteries. And when his mum changed the batteries... Sorry, I'm so sorry. The doll worked fine at first, and then one day, a whole load of cats were dead outside. <laughs> it just, it just, and we had no explanation for it, except the doll was there with a knife in its hand, and we just like, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, it's not that bad. But um, after changing the batteries, they noticed that it was saying something a bit different, and they, she couldn't make it out at first. But after a while, she realized that it would repeatedly just say, and this one phrase and only one phrase, kill James. And she was like, that's really weird. And it got to the point where James would actually repeat the phrase kill James <laughs> because he loved the elbow so much and he played with it so much. So she, the, the, the mother was like, mm, this doesn't sound right. So she contacted uh, the maker of the toy. I want to say it was like Mattel or something. I'm sorry if I got that yes, wrong, yes. but let's, uh, let's say Mattel. Mattel. Let's just throw them under the bus. Um, she contacted... Might as well. Yeah, why not? What have they done for us lately? <laughs> yeah, what is the salty speculation <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that would, that would sell fast. Um, <laughs> so James is now repeating the phrase, and she's getting a bit concerned. She contacts Mattel, who basically fob her off and are like, we don't care. <laughs> and we don't care if he dies. <laughs> and that's when that's when they she brought in the news channel to express her her story. But yeah, luckily, as far as I know, James never died. James never killed anyone, so mm-hmm. we're okay, and nothing terrible happened. But I like the idea that the Elmo doll would. He's either he's either wanting James to die. Or he's trying to incite James to kill people. And that's you know, a hell of a motivator. I, I'm sitting there thinking thinking back to the Annabelle story for a minute. Um, not the actual story of Annabelle, but what Hollywood did. So they heard that brief little tale and turned it into a three-movie saga. Right? And obviously in that story, the, the nurses became like serial killers, blah, blah, blah. So say 20 years down the line. They're they're going through a YouTube archive and they come across this, you know, kill everyone Elmo doll, right? And they think, hmm, can't use, can't really use Elmo because it's copyright. But what we can do is see that James kid, that perfectly adjusted normal kid who's now an adult. No, he is going to become the Elmo serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Story being that a doll scarred him for life when he was a child, and then he went on a murderous rampage through the streets of LA. Rob Schneider is Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that you just jumped to Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider is the Elmo killer. <laughs> I want you all to die. Great, ready, PG. What is Elmo? El- Elmo. Big, big bird's a, a, a big bird's like a bird or a chicken, right? Fine. I can deal with that. That makes sense. What's uh-huh. an Elmo? A nightmare. Crimson red nightmare. A crimson red nightmare, yes. Uh, so, yeah, I just thought that that was, um, that was an interesting story. And Elmo is scary as well now. We've ruined Elmo I, for me. I'm, 
You've ruined Elmo. I'm not even sure about Big You've Bird ruined anymore, Rosie and Oh, uh, Rosie and Jim is always ruined. I was going to watch that. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> on the reruns on CBBS. <laughs> um, but, oh, God. Yeah, uh, that was that's quite funny. I, I mean, I know I shouldn't laugh. I know it's a doll basically threatening a child. And there, there shouldn't be anything funny about this, but I assure you, there is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and 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 I, I, you know, I never heard anything more on the subject. Obviously, it's not documented, but I do wonder what happened to James. If if anyone knows James, two year old James in two thousand eight, yeah, see, see see how he's doing. Imagine if he's like in. Imagine yeah, so, if he's in. If any of you guys, <laughs> if you guys know James, tell him what I'm asking for him. <laughs> just, just be like, it's all speculation. Did did an episode on you? They didn't ask. Um, they probably won't even credit you in the episode and I'll be honest, we're terrible with that but we hope you're doing good I hope you're not killing people <laughs> as, um, as, with, all our, as with all our listeners we hope you're not killing people <laughs> that's the one simple request we have I've I've had just about enough of haunted uh, stuff. I think uh, we're ruining too many memories. Nick, you want to tell the good people where they can contact us for the next episode? You certainly can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll do it then. So, the ladies and gentlemen, we do of course have an Instagram. We've referenced it several times. Please follow us. It doesn't matter if you're a human or a person who sells haunted dolls, because apparently we'll follow you back. Give us a little cheeky follow on there. That is at the Salty Speculation on Instagram. We also have a Twitter where all we do is post the episode link, because still another week has passed, and still we don't know how Twitter works. We do have a TikTok. Yeah, do what you like with it. Um, that is also at the Salty Speculation. We do have an email address. Um one that my co-host is about to tell you very slowly. You certainly can. <laughs> he's, he's a bit broken right now, our Nick. For most people who don't realise that not only is he a cowboy, he was possessed at one point, and uh, at one point he was a doppelganger named Keith. Uh, he's also a robot. <laughs> he's now just he's just, just stuck on buzzword phrases. I'll have to reboot him later in the balls. Um, but he's about to tell you a very important email address. Salty speculation at gmail.com. He's so bad at telling these things. That was fine. And at the end of the day, I genuinely do hope you enjoyed our tales of haunted and cursed objects, mostly dolls, mostly evil cars, and one really pissed off Elmo. <laughs> Imagine if Elmo and Annabelle had a child. Elmo Bell. <laughs>